0: when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at com slash bluewire. That's com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to week number 13 of the College Football Betting Breakdown Show. I'm your host, as always, Sean, PSU fans too. Newsham, join me per usual, my co-host, Alex, fear my turtle Harden. Alex, we finally put together a week in which we did not lose. Unfortunately, hey. we did not go 3-0 each, but we did not lose a game.
2: Yeah, we'll take it. I said last week we we're going to get back to picking winners, and we picked only winners and pushes. So yeah. I will take that anytime.
1: I'll tell anytime. you anytime. Anyone that has any issues with going uh, 2 0 oh, and 1 on a weekend, like, no, you, you like that. You take that all day. Um, so, quick recap of week number 12. I was 2 0 oh, and 1, which pushes me to 2014 and 2 on the season. So, pretty feel good. pretty good about that, that I'm plus six games over the season. So, hopefully, uh, some of you guys have been tailing me into some of those bets. Uh, I like Baylor plus three versus TCU. Uh, I said that I really like Moneyline, but we aren't doing that because of the show. Luckily, that was the case because I would not have won. Uh, TCU with another horseshoe up their ass and uh pulled out a win to go to win 29 28, but it did cover the three points. Uh, Texas minus nine, which you also liked. Uh, Texas absolutely blew out Kansas, which like I don't even think 55 14 is, is fair, it was worse than that. And then another game that we both had that ended up a push was UCLA plus three against USC. Uh, I ended up being 48-45. I have a lot of issues with how UCLA finished that game. Uh, they got the ball back with, like two and a half minutes left, down three, and they just didn't run the ball at all. They're running the ball well all game. I don't understand why. Like USC was putting like one dude in the box, and they just didn't run Charbonnet, which I didn't understand at all because like you could have just ran Charbonnet over and over, and they had two timeouts and two minutes left, two and a half minutes left. So, what was your thoughts at the end of that game?
2: Yeah, it was. It was kind of crazy um I think we were on the right side though um I all things considered like it was a pretty impressive Caleb Williams game but I still think UCLA should have found a way I mean it was a bit back and forth uh yeah yeah
1: I mean UCLA to me was the way better team early and then they had a really bad patch for like three drives where I messaged you and I sent him like dtr just fell apart it looked like he just fell well i mean he was
2: literally falling apart like with his he was like bleeding all over the place and like his thumb and his leg like it was
1: just yeah he was like he definitely toughed it out he did i i messaged you that too i was impressed dtr like we have seen a lot of dtr at this point in his career like he's played a lot of games and one thing you can always say about him is that he will give it everything he has he may not be the best may not be the most accurate sometimes but he is going to tough it out and give you what he has also, he was clearly concussed and they just did not care and rushed him back in the game. Anytime a guy like is down for like 10 seconds, can't get up and then like is up shaking the cobwebs out, they're they're probably concussed. Uh, and no, nope, nothing happened. He was just good to go. He missed one play and then came back in.
2: Do you like the new trend in, in football where like if someone gets knocked over and they're a bit woozy, like the lineman will come up and like pull them up immediately? And like, just and to avoid, them. like, yeah, like just to yeah. avoid, like get the
1: guy laying on the ground, like he's concussed. Yeah, like it's it's getting pretty bad. I, I feel like there's there's like two moves, right? There's move number one: the lineman pulls him up immediately and hugs him, so you can't see like them wobble. And then there's also the like hold them down, but like act like it's a di- like a leg injury. Or yeah, something. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like or like a, a rib injury. Like you hold them down, hold and, your oh, leg your, your leg hurts, buddy. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean look, we're not trying to joke about it. It just is how things are going now. Like teams are trying as much as it is not true. Teams are very clearly not even just not even just in in college football in the World Cup today. We saw the goalie for Iran got absolutely knocked out and destroyed. And they were like giving him smelling salts and stuff. And he kept in the game and then like collapsed again because he couldn't go. So like, we're not trying to make jokes about it, but, like, it is an observation, right? Like, we're watching the games, and it's like, oh, that guy's concussed. And then you just I see mean, him come back in the game after one yeah. Like, yeah. I
2: guys. mean, the real thing is that it's just so different than what we're used to. We're used to seeing guys getting concussed, getting being wobbly, like, falling over, and then being back in the game next series. Like, yeah. it happened, like, <laughs> every week in the past. So it's just <laughs> a different – it's a different way because I, I know, like, playing DFS we're more focused on the players so like if your guy gets tackled and he like gets up slowly like you're like nervous like every time one of your guys gets
1: tackled oh yeah like I mean today I mean the world cup today I messaged you I said the one guy looked hurt because and he did he came off hurt eventually but like it just you watch these games and every time you just see something like on Saturday the Baylor game that we talked about in in a bet we both played Josh Cameron in DFS and we watched him I told you I think he got banged up on a play and you're like I didn't even see it sure enough he never played again he went to the tent and we never saw him again on a pretty non-threatening tackle where he just got injured somehow but like yeah it's definitely like if if i see a guy get knocked down with a concussion or a headshot and you and i've talked about like it seems like there's way more headshots and concussions than we've ever seen before this year yeah it it's gotten pretty rough
2: but just to, to cap out the conversation um yeah, I was 2 0 oh, 1, pushed the US, UCLA, had the Texas game with you, and then also had Tulane, and they kind of steamrolled SMU early in the week. So um, I'm 18 17 and 1, just clinging above 500, which I'll take considering my start of the season the first few weeks. So
1: we're both above 500. Um, good time. Try to pick some more winners. Yep, definitely. All right, guys, we're going to talk about week 13 here last week of the college football regular season uh we haven't really discussed about what we're going to do with the college football uh like conference championship week alex our good friend here has punched a ticket to the king of the beach live final in uh the nfl so that week he will be out of town But i think we'll probably still get stuff up that week and then bowl season we haven't really discussed that either so make sure you guys keep tuned to us to know sort of what we're planning to do for that um also if you guys are watching on youtube please make sure to smash the like and subscribe button we greatly appreciate it all right heading into week 13 we are going to have some games here that have some implications i do notice that a certain person decided to skip a certain mac game this week that is for the conference title game so some disrespect to the maction from alex over there on tuesday night but uh hey it is what it is i let him create the list. And uh, that's, that's where we're going to go. So first game on the list that we have Tulane traveling to Cincinnati, Cincinnati's minus three. Ben Bryant left last week, injured, did not return. Uh, Evan Prater came in and played. They won pretty easily.
2: Oh, so they're getting an upgrade at quarterback. Yeah. So I was going
1: to say, I don't think Alex knew that this happened because this wasn't on a DFS main slate. He didn't uh, look at that part of things. So I believe Prater is going to be the quarterback. I'm not sure on that. We have not seen anything else on Ben Bryant, but he left early in the game and I'm thinking he probably will not play. But yeah, basically Alex and I both think that Prater's an upgrade over uh, Ben Bryant. He's more athletic for sure. They definitely will change their entire offense, however. So I tend to like Cincinnati here. I'm not sure I want to play it because I'm a little hesitant to just go in here because Tulane's a pretty solid team. Uh so anyways, what's your thoughts here knowing the Prater is likely probably going to start? Yeah, I lean
2: Cincinnati, but it, it's ultimately a stay away. Um Tulane's really solid. This is a tough spot for them, tough travel spot playing on the road. Cincinnati usually has a pretty good home field. I like their upside with a Prater at quarterback. Um it should be a good game, but um I it's ultimately a stay away, but I, I definitely do
1: have a slight lean to Cincinnati. For sure. All right, next game, we have Baylor-Texas. Uh, Texas looked good last week. They gave the ball to B. John Robinson. It's weird what happens when you give the ball to Bijan John Robinson and, and let him play. Baylor on the yep. other hand, I mean, here's the thing. Baylor is frustrating to me because the clear best running back on their team is Richard Reese. I don't think it's close. But they, like, just aren't giving him the ball lately. So it's been a bit confusing. However, I watch – I've watched probably five Baylor games this year, maybe six. And every game you watch, you just, you like watch their offense and you're like, the play calling is really good. And like, they're they're kind of a methodical offense, but it typically ends up being plays where you're like, all right, that was a good play call. And they sort of attack what is being given to them a lot. So like, I'm not the biggest fan of Baylor. It's not the most fun watching Baylor games to me, but I typically find their game plans and their actual play calling to be pretty good. Uh, this is probably a stay away for me. It's a bit touchy. I, I don't love Texas giving over a touchdown. So, like if I lean anyway, it's Baylor. The issue is when I'm watching the Baylor games and like their most talented players not getting the ball, it's frustrating. Um, also, Josh Cameron, who we mentioned, if he's out, which I'm gonna assume he is, because if you generally don't finish a game and you like miss like a three quarters and you don't come back in. Makes me think you're probably not gonna play the following week. But he's really good in the path or in the run block. Every play was designed to go towards Cameron. Yeah, right. So, anyways, what's your thoughts here on the Baylor, Texas game?
2: Actually like Baylor this game this game quite a bit, getting eight and a half. So like the Texas thing, yes, they look good. Kansas defense is just awful, pathetic. And it was pretty much all on Bijan. Like, Bijan wasn't breaking long touchdown runs because, like, the line was blocking for him. He was literally just, like, taking everybody on, like, one-on-one and making the miss. Like, I don't think this showed anything for the Texas side other than Bijan's elite, and we knew that. This this is going to be a totally different game than against Kansas. So, like, I I think Baylor's going to play this tight. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Baylor's even live. I'd sprinkle some on the money line, but for the purposes of the show, I do like the eight and a half as a side.
1: Yeah. All right. Next game. We see North Carolina versus North Carolina state. Uh, North Carolina pathetically ended their season last week. Uh, I don't know what they were doing against Georgia tech, but it was not playing good football and they pathetically lost. Uh, NC state's probably going to be without MJ Morris for the rest of the year. It seems like Uh, we see North Carolina is about a six and a half point favorite. Totals around 65 and a half here. I lean North Carolina, but it's probably not something I want to play. Do you have anything different here?
2: No, I really don't even have a lean or an opinion. Like it was just a pathetic performance last week. And that's what happens when your defense is just terrible. If the offense isn't like bailing you out constantly, um, that's what happens. So they finally got punished. And it was crazy that like there's some people talking about how they were like, potential like college football playoff dark horse if things broke their ways and i'm just like this team is not very good they're not even a top 30 team in the country so um it's probably good that they lost like they're ranked 13th like i do not buy that um the advanced metrics will bear out that they're not even close to that and i think that's pretty accurate um they've had a fairly soft schedule and i just think i think they're a bit overrated i mean quarterback play has been
1: amazing but their defense is just pathetic yeah. Speaking of uh, quarterback play and just overall, man, I feel like the like Heisman is just so lukewarm this year. It's just like, nobody deserves it. Everyone's just, they,
2: they should just like pass and
1: not give it out. Like, I mean, who, who's going to like, it's probably going to be Stroud and like Stroud has not been very good at all. Like hooker is out. They sort of blew up coming down the stretch. Like I don't see how it's hooker quorums hurt. I don't really see how it was going to be quorum anyways. Um, stroud just not been impressive drake may they choked the season away against georgia tech who else is really even in the conversation like it's pretty much stroud at this point right like you just give it to stroud and be like he was a guy and like like
2: the the default heisman of all default Heisman. yeah like
1: i mean i feel like i don't know like it just feels very very poor but that's a whole nother topic for another show all right next game we go to the big boy in the big ten we have michigan against ohio state uh, as you guys see here, it is around seven and a half on most, most uh, lines totals, 57 and a half opened at 61 and a half. I would have been hammering the under at 61 and a half. I kind of still like the under uh, 57 and a half. So here's the thing. I don't know if either team's going to have either of the top two running backs. I think Blake Corham's probably gonna be out for Ohio state. I think that Don Edwards is questionable at best for, for Michigan. I think that. Travion Henderson probably will not play. I think Mayan Williams will probably not play. We saw Dallin Hayden absolutely smash and carry Ohio State to a salvage victory against your Terrapins last week. Um, and I just, the thing is, here's the thing, right? If you remove the running backs from the game and you just pretend that there's not going to be much running back production, Michigan doesn't have much else. It's That's pretty much it. Ohio State has a much more dynamic offense that is a lot more able to move and go around. I think my favorite play in this game, however, is under 57 and a half. I think both defenses are good enough to keep this uh, under. But it's definitely like, as you guys see here, open at 61 and a half. We've seen moves uh, from all the way down to 57 and a half. I went from 61 and a half, 59 and a half, 58 and a half, 57 and a half. was pretty quick. I still think I like the under. Also, you could have inclement weather. Um, It's too far out for me to give you guys a good weather conversation. It's Monday. Uh, We record these on Monday typically to try to give you guys as good of lines as we can. But it's in a situation where we can definitely see some inclement weather here, which would definitely push towards under anyway. So, like, I like the under in this game. What do you think in this one?
2: I don't see how Michigan wins this game. So... It's Ohio State for me. That's the side that I'm kind of on. Um, I'd probably lean them in covering the spread as well, but I don't have a strong conviction on on the spread really. So ultimately, it's a pass for me. But I think I agree with like Ohio State just has way more weight, way way more pass to beat you. Also, Dallin Hayden's not bad. So no, I, I agree.
1: It's no, not like it run- was- let's be honest, like right, like both teams. None of the running backs are that bad. Like, no, but there's, bigger, lead, but
2: there's a bigger, but there's a bigger drop off between Corum and Edwards to the next tier in Michigan than there is right. in Ohio State. I um, already
1: don't think very much of Mayan Williams or Travion Henderson, as you know. Like I, I think they're both fine. Well, like they're both one guys. of
2: them. One of them is named, nicknamed Meatball. So I don't well, know how good you can be if you're
1: a running back, Meatball. Anyway, I mean, I just, I, I for what it's worth, I agree. I don't see how Michigan wins this game. Without the running backs, not to say the the guys behind are bad, but Ohio State is way more dynamic. And in a situation like this, I want the dynamic offense. The issue is when you push it to seven and a half or nine and a half, whatever you think it's going to be, it's a bit more tricky. But I I like the under. I just think that it's going to be hard for points to be scored here.
2: I did tell you last week that Maryland always plays better versus Ohio State
1: than they should. You like, did. You just you didn't tell me the week before how bad Maryland is against Ohio, Penn State. I told you. Well, how bad I mean, is. i i i wasn't I wasn't advocating
2: for Maryland in any way in that game. Like it was a yeah, that game was a funeral waiting to happen.
1: It was it was a rough one to say the least. All right, next game: Ohio State or Iowa State against TCU. TCU Horn horseshoe is is large. Like, that horseshoe up that butt is big. And I, I've watched quite a few Iowa State games. They are so dull. Their offense is so bad. It's so bad. I'll, I'll tell you what. I watched their game, like, at least three-quarters of it this weekend. He, Xavier Hutchinson had, like, four highlight reel catches that were, like, unbelievable. But then they got the ball to the one. They had, like, six snaps inside the two. They ran the ball at the back of running back five times up the middle, did nothing. And then they threw like something stupid, like out of the end zone or something. It was terrible. I'm like, I'm just watching them. Like it was a seven, three game and they got to the one twice. And just did nothing. They like, I'm just like, just sneak the ball. You guys are terrible. to sneak the ball. So like, I tend to like TCU, but this is totally a game. Iowa state can win. Their defense is very solid. They stay in every game. Every single Iowa state game is really solid. So like I think that there is a very real possibility Iowa State wins this game. If we were talking about if we we're talking about a bet that I want to make from like a sort of longer type of odds, I like Iowa State money line. I think Iowa State can win this game outright. Uh so if you want to take a flyer, Iowa State money line at plus 340 or maybe you get a bit more is pretty favorable to me. So I would lean the Iowa State spread as well, but I'm not like fist pumping this in because I just watched them and they're just abysmal every week. So what do you think
2: here? Yeah, that's a kind of a spicy take. I like it. Um, Iowa State's offense is just so, so bad. They're 113th in SP plus offense. Like they really have nothing except for like Xavier Hutchinson crosses. You get like the shallow cross, the medium cross, and then like one, maybe like twice a game, like a seam that he just never. No, gets you're forgetting it out the
1: 10 yard out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah that's, fair. that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hutchinson's really
2: good. Do you know how many catches Hutchinson's has? by the way? I mean, it's gotta be like a hundred and how many games have they played? It's,
1: it. They played like 11 games. It's, a, it's, it's gotta a be like
2: 115 game. or something. Yeah. It's
1: like 105, 110 ish. He caught, oh, I know he surpassed a hundred in the game. I don't know how many got to. So my guess is he's at like one of five would be my guess.
2: Yeah, it's, just, it's like clockwork for him. By the way, last week, what do you think uh, TCU's post-game win ex, uh, expectation was? Like, it basically just looks at the game and all the stats and, like, saying this team won – should have won like this
1: game. 22%.
2: Oh, my God. You're a rain man. Baylor, 78%. So, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I I mean, I figured it would be around that range. I figured it was in the 20 to 25 range, so oh, definitely see, that definitely see. I mean, you just drilled it, so <laughs> –
2: yeah. So I'm instead of looking at this site I'm just going to ask you after our game like what their post game win expectation was so. All I'm right,
1: assuming. next game we go to Alabama, Auburn against Alabama. Alabama minus minus twenty two and a half. and a half. Uh as you see it's 21 and a half, some places 22, some places. I would like this under 21 if I can. I, Auburn just sucks. Like I don't they're just bad. I don't really I know you're what just- I,
2: That you're supposed to throw out the record books, right? You throw out the record books. (laughs) What? It's a rivalry game, so you
1: throw out the record. books, I mean, you only gave us rivalry games this week, I think. Well, I mean, it's rivalry week, so that tends to happen. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) But like, Auburn's played a bit better with Cadillac Williams, by the way, uh, which isn't shocking. They have a pulse.
2: So yeah, that
1: if you watch the game, like Cadillac Williams on the sideline, like excited, like giving them a pulse, whereas like previously. They didn't. I mean, he wants to win this game very badly. Oh, yeah.
2: This is his Super Bowl. Like, I actually kind of like the points here. I don't disagree. Well, why don't you talk about how you like the points here then? I mean, I'm not going to bet it, but (laughs) if if I was forced to pick a side, I would I would take Auburn in 21 and a half, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stay away, but like most of that stay away is just like, I don't know. What does Alabama really have to play for? Like, that's a team that, like, if they're not playing in the playoff, they don't care. So, like, I'm not saying they're going to lose because I don't think Offord's very good. But I don't know. Like, is Jameer Gibbs really going to go out there with his injury and play? And, like, he didn't play on the weekend. Is he really going to go out here this week and play? I mean, Alabama's yes. going to make the playoff just because they always make the playoff. They could, to be fair. Everyone loses. Everyone's just losing. So, I actually said, so, Penn State, if they beat Ohio State two weeks ago, I think Penn State would be like one Michigan win this weekend for making the playoff. Because I think there would have been a realistic shot Penn State gets in with one loss being to Michigan.
2: Yeah. So question, I guess along those lines, do you think it's possible that the loser of the Michigan Ohio State game can make the playoff, or it's effectively an elimination game?
1: No, I think the loser can make it. I don't know how the loser can't make it at this point. Like, I mean, everyone else has lost. What's I don't even know what's out there right now. Let me pull it up.
2: Multiple Um, times. Like the only like because there's four undefeated teams and then like the other ones are like two loss teams like Clemson's the other
1: one loss team and USC, so but they're bad. further back yeah like at what point do you really put Clemson in over one of the the big 10 teams so like all right let's let's just eliminate teams like Tennessee's gone they're gone so that leaves you eight teams Alabama is not getting in unless I don't see how Alabama gets in so that leaves Clemson. I don't see how you take Clemson. Clemson's been a just dog shit. They're terrible. Like, and, and saying that as nicely as I can. LSU can probably... If LSU beats Georgia, they will get into the playoff. Like, if they go and they beat Georgia, they will likely be in the playoff, I would assume. The issue is, is they have to beat Georgia twice. So, I think LSU is going to have to beat Georgia back-to-back weeks, which, um, unfortunately, that is going to be... <laughs> a difficult task and if they beat georgia back-to-back weeks i still think georgia maybe gets in but i at that point like if you lose your team back-to-back games you can't really take them right georgia would have to be out in that situation
0: pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely but when it comes to a great shave you don't have to shell out tons of cash harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced underperforming products and decided to do something better
1: Yeah, they I, mean, I, I can't imagine they lose twice. I can't stone, picture but. how that happens, but if it did, like I don't think, I don't see how you take Georgia if they lose twice. USC is sitting there USC if they win against Notre Dame and then win the eight or the Pac-12 title game, they have a shot. TCU, same thing. If they beat Iowa State, but again, I think they might lose to Iowa State. I I think they're gonna lose to Iowa State or have a chance. I wish this was like do you watch the do you watch game day where they have like their big dog of the week or whatever they they call it. Sometimes that would be my or it's super dog. They call it the super dog or whatever. That would be my super dog this week. I would be taking an Iowa State, but I think you're you, you. It's gonna be hard for Michigan or Ohio State not to get in because you either are gonna have to take Clemson, who just isn't very good. Or, like, you are going to have to take – like, so, all right, LSU loses, they're gone. If they lose one of the games to Georgia, they're gone. So, like, that limits them. bama is gone. Clemson – I don't see how you take Clemson. I think it would be really difficult to take Clemson at this point. So, if USC wins out and TCU wins out and Michigan or Ohio State loses, they might take one of them over USC. Because, like, we've watched enough USC, I think Ohio State and Michigan are clearly better than USC. Would you agree?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes but sense. But it's going to be – any of those situations. What's going to be interesting is, like, TCU loses, USC loses. Like, who do they even It's take? possible.
2: I. It's definitely possible some yeah, It's going be shenanigans be weird,
1: so. will happen. All right. Anyways, enough about that, guys. Sorry about the tangent. But I think you guys will enjoy that tangent to, to begin with. All right, next game, we've got Oregon. Oregon State. Uh, look, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not sure if Bo Nix is going to go. We've seen the line move pretty significantly towards Oregon State. So I'll let you take this one.
2: i lean oregon state at home civil war matchup uh it's a tough place to play bonix like did not run at all last week it kind of limits their offense um so i would i would lean that way it's not one of my plays of the week though for sure
1: yeah i definitely agree i would lean that way but i'm not really touching it so i'm not going to go that way all right next game we go to michigan state against my penn state nittany lions penn state is an 18 point favorite. How did this happen? It opened at seven and it's up to 18 and a half.
2: That must, uh, I don't know what happened there. Um, at this point, I'm out though. After it's like ran, ran away, no, like it think, legit
1: went there too.
2: Uh, it was probably some book that opened a bad number.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I, I'm out. I'm probably not. Somebody, my-
2: somebody got fired for opening the, yeah. the seven.
1: I mean, let's, I'm gonna be honest. If I was picking a side, I would take Penn State like I don't think Michigan State's very good I think Penn State's pretty reasonable I think Penn State's offense is pretty dynamic this year I think what we've learned about Penn State is they're pretty good they're not like as good as Michigan or Ohio State but they are pretty good like yeah. they are probably a top 8 team in the country ish they had they
2: had outcomes this year where they would be like in the in the playoff picture if they if they beat if Ohio State well, yeah
1: if they beat Ohio State. I would say they're a pretty decent shot at making the playoff. Unfortunately, they didn't beat Ohio State, so they have no shot. But like they were the better team in that game. The only game Penn—the only game Penn State was not the better team in, in my opinion, was Michigan. Michigan absolutely dominated Penn State. Michigan thrashed them. But Penn State was, in my opinion, better than Ohio State when they lost to them. They just had a lot of untimely turnovers. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State made big plays when they had to. But like watching that game, Penn State was pretty reasonable in that game. So I think yeah. we both are staying away from this one. All right, next game, we have LSU going to Texas A&M to play. I mean, we talked earlier about how pathetic Iowa State is. I'll tell you what, Texas A&M is sure that pathetic as well. I read, there was, (laughs) how did they, go ahead, go ahead. There was an update today that said that Devin Achain and Evan Stewart are hopeful to play this week. I'm like, I'm sitting there reading. I'm like, sure, they're not hopeful to transfer because that's sure what it seems like to me. I mean, a chain obviously would leave and go pro, but like it's, I find it hard to believe M. Stewart is on Texas AM last year. I like LSU. I just think Texas AM is like you stick a fork and then they're done. Like I just, I don't like Texas A&M, what I see with Texas AM. So I like LSU. I like that I can get it at nine and a half on Fandle. So I'll be taking that for betting purposes on this. So what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm the same. Um, I really like LSU here. I don't I don't this, I still think it's a spot where, like, Texas A&M can get up for this game. Like, sometimes uh. you get, like, let's play the spoiler. But, like, you can't – like, this isn't the team for that. Like, they're not going to rally behind Jimbo and get up for this last game. Like, it's just, like – this is, like, an all-time pathetic
1: season. Like Yeah, I mean, every game they've gone up for has been pathetic. Yeah, yeah, like, right? How, I don't, and so they were struggling this weekend. What did they end up doing – in the game, I don't know what finish it finished at. I was like um, twenty
2: to three or something. I don't know. No,
1: that's it. What was it? Oh man, it was twenty to three. They they won twenty to three at home against UMass. Yeah, like
2: like, <laughs> why is this number nine and a half? Like, I'm I must be missing something here. I,
1: I, UMass had UMass had like a hundred yards of offense, hundred and fifty yards of offense, and Texas A&M struggled legitimately struggled against umass like i mean i'm sorry once 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 they get a hold of jimbo's complex offense they'll be good yeah it's just like it takes some time man that is rough to say the least all right last game of the slate we have notre dame against usc i like notre dame here I would probably take Notre Dame money line. I'm not going to bet it for the purpose of this show. This feels like a letdown spot. And I just, every time USC has played like a team that has like a reasonable defense this year, I feel like they've struggled. And I feel like Notre Dame can do enough offensively against them that they can win this game outright. But again, I'm not going to take it. I have other bets I like a bit more, but I do like Notre Dame. I'm coming at you with some dogs this week, Alex. You are. That's good because I actually like the USC side. Uh I was really impressed
2: with Caleb Williams last week. Austin Jones looked like a solid replacement. They have some momentum rolling. Um, this is a big game for them. Obviously, rivalry game, but like it means more in the for USC and in, in terms of the picture for this season. Obviously, I mean, I think Notre Dame's gotten a little bit better, but and Marcus Freeman's kind of settled into that role. So I think things are starting to look a little bit up for them heading into next year. Um, but for this game, I like USC to come out pretty strong, and sometimes Notre Dame's offense becomes kind of sluggish if USC can stop the run whatsoever, which they've had a lot of issues with the season, so it's it's not like they're going to shut them down, but they've gotten better, and I've always thought – like I was really down on USC, especially their defense, early in the year. I always thought they'd get better and improve, but um, eh. think,
1: <laughs> they haven't been great. A little I bit, but – it looks better than what it did early in the year, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I just like USC at home, take care of business here. Um, I know the line's moving in favor of Notre Dame. I would be less interested at six and a half, but I'll take the two-point move and grab it at four and a half. For sure.
1: All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up here for us on week number 13. Hope you guys enjoyed the tangents we went off on. I think they were pretty, pretty, like, at least on topic. So, that that's good. So, all right, Alex, I'll let you go first with what bets you like for week number 13. I am
2: Baylor plus eight and a half versus Texas. I am LSU minus nine and a half at Texas A&M and USC minus four and a half versus Notre Dame.
1: All right, we're going to share one again this week. I like Michigan, Ohio State under 57 and a half. Iowa State plus 10 and a half versus TCU. LSU plus 10 or my LSU minus nine and a half versus Texas A&M. Uh, So we're going to share that one for the week. Uh, Hopefully we continue pulling out some winners here. Hopefully we clear out the season with a bit more of a hot streak. Uh, I've been pretty good lately. I know you have as well. So hopefully we can close it out here. That's going to wrap it up for us here on week number 13. Good luck to everyone this week. May you guys have some big winners. For Alex, I'm Sean. We'll see you guys next week. See you.